Hello, and welcome to the Bus Podcast. Uh, joining me today is Luca. Hello. And Holly. Hi. And we're an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch podcast where Luca and Holly guide me, who has never seen the show before, uh, through the series from start to finish, sharing our thoughts, criticisms, and love. Today we're talking about Season 1, Episode 9, Repairs. Coulson and his team are haunted by a mysterious force that threatens to destroy them all, and only a secret from May's past can save them. Uh, are there any general comments about this episode? Anything you guys want to talk about before we get into it? This episode has a very interesting... Maybe just for me, because I am a religious person, but it is very interesting to me to see a sci-fi show have someone be religious and not just have everyone shit on them instantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so it's it's always an interesting episode because, like, I don't think anybody on this team is religious, especially, but they they sort of, like... I mean, they all poo-poo on the idea that it's a ghost or, like, a god or whatever it is haunting mm-hmm. her, but... But they're very supportive of her in a way, like... Yeah. Like, it's not like, oh, you're stupid for believing in God. It's just like, oh, I don't think it's a ghost. Right. <laughs> I think she said, like, oh, it's demons. And it's, and they're like, yeah, well, I don't think so, but... <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't believe that, but yeah. So it's always just interesting. This is one of the interesting episodes of the early shield that I'm always like, huh. Yeah. And we get a little bit more backstory with May. Yeah, May backstory yeah. is very fun. That's what I was looking forward to most from this uh from the description last week is I'm like, ooh, secret from May's past. We don't get those very often. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely like the I will say I think the idea that like a secret from May's past is the only thing that can save them is a little bit traumatic given like <laughs> we kind of like all the stuff that we learn about May is kind of tangential to what's going on in the plot, but um the other thing that I was gonna say is that, fuck, I I think that this ep- this episode I thought I, I thought the series finale kind of like knocked me off. This kind of like season one like four against shield in this way, but and fucking this episode just got me right back on that because fuck, yep. the tension in this episode is like really real between like in terms of like what the right approach to take with this woman is and Mm. we'll get into it but um yeah the other thing i wanted to say was i've like been thinking about it and i think we had we obviously had the fitzsimmons episode um we had uh we had a sky backstory episode where she dates hacker boyfriend um we had ward backstory with the well i think may and colson well, we've got some, obviously, we've got a lot of Coulson, but we haven't had the talk about what happened after he died or anything yet. But, like, this is, like, May's, like, this is where we learn about May more, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're slowly, like, going through all the characters and, like, giving us a little bit more backstory about them. Yeah, giving them their moments and that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, we're we're still getting to know these characters, I mean... We're almost halfway through season one, but right. we're not quite there yet. Yeah, that's wild, honestly. I know. Um, but yeah, I'll start on the episode if y'all are ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, so the cold open. 
A woman is shopping in a gas station. And, oh, well, first we get... Uh, a woman is shopping in a gas station, and the attendant accuses her of killing his friend, who is one of her co-workers, through some sort of involvement in a project. Uh, when she attempts to leave the store, he stops her. Frightened, things begin to fling themselves off the shelves at the man, and it culminates in an explosion at the gas tanks. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite an opening. This poor woman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could tell that she was not happy. Yeah, that's the other thing is that she's yeah, you could tell that she specifically is like really distressed by like everything that's going on, like through this entire episode, and it's just like it's right there from the jump. Yeah. It's also worth noting like there's a point in there where things start to go wrong and she like clutches her uh the cross around her neck. I thought that was mm -hmm. in like retrospect, that's a very interesting uh thing. Yeah. And I, like you can tell that like even though she knows that she was not involved in whatever happened to his friend, she still feels bad about it because she's like very openly upset about <laughs> talking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, like, well, I guess we can talk about this with this next scene. Uh, Ward and May are cleaning up when May gets a message about a mission. Uh, cleaning up. We've already <laughs> had this discussion. Um... <laughs> This is why I was like, okay, last week when you were like, oh, why did you tell me about this? And I was like, because it gets really obvious in the next episode that they weren't just having a friendly talk. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But see, see, I think, I I honestly think I'm very glad we got Buck's reaction on recording rather than just see the aftermath. That's of true. It. <laughs> but Buck, uh. yeah, oh God, it is, it is very obvious. Yeah. Like, it, clearly they were hooking up. Mm -hmm. but i do love how may is just like whatever like <laughs> she just pieces out as soon as it happens because mm -hmm. yeah yeah because they're like because ward is like oh uh we should probably split up and leave five minutes apart so nobody knows but she's, she's just like, like i'm already I'm already here bitch yeah bye <laughs> yeah she like does not give a shit and then she gives him shit later <laughs> yep that is amazing honestly move. yeah it was very me i i was glad that they didn't like I don't know. I, I know Buck was, like, worried about it being, like, super romantic between them, but I was like, oh, don't worry. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Very obvious friends with benefits situation. Mm -hmm. Not even, like, I don't necessarily think that they're friends, even. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's, they're just fucking. Like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, back in the bus... Coulson is briefing Sky. Their next mission in involves an unverified telekinetic named Hannah, who worked on the particle accelerator. An explosion caused the death of four of her colleagues, uh, which was the woman we saw in the cold open. This is an opportunity to Coulson for Sky to see how she handles newfound powers and sort of the index. Um, and the t what what do they call it? The intake process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The welcome wagon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the welcome wagon. Which yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you get the sense here, like the idea of, like the welcome wagon and the in and the index and everything like that, like seems because like Shield's whole thing is like, like weird supernatural stuff or not supernatural, but like superpower, like comic book shit, right? And you get the idea that the I 
that that welcome wagon thing is like a routine sort of process and like a very like integral part of the kind of shield playbook so to speak mm-hmm. um and like it doesn't feel like it's something that's kind of like out of the kind of standard operating procedure which i think is it's kind of like that idea and kind of how everyone seems to kind of like have a different opinion on how it should be handled in this episode is probably i think one of the most interesting parts of it for me yeah yeah i i don't know honestly i we'll get into a little bit i think more of the specific interpersonal conflict but like how sky sees it is different from how colson sees it yeah um which I think is really interesting, especially in the context of Sky being like the rookie. Yeah, because it, it it's 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 shades of like everything that's come before. Like it's not it's not a new kind of tension because it's like it's the same thing that happened in the hub, mm-hmm. um, and uh, well, the hub is the big one that I can think of right now. But but it is very much like Sky is the one who wants to to like be there for hannah and like de-escalate the situation where the colson and the rest of the team like especially may and ward i think more so than colson are very much like she is a danger and we need to treat her as a danger (laughs) rather than like a person Um, which like i mean there are riots and shit happening still in the country about the police and like whether or not we need the police and it's it just really feels like a kind of like obviously like a softer version of just like well should we really be sending in the people with guns whenever somebody's having like a mental health crisis or mm-hmm. or right. shit like that or how is um, it being haunted by a ghost like <laughs> yeah we need yeah. the ghostbusters I mean, for that yeah we do need the yeah. ghostbusters but yeah colson talks with fitzsimmons about the possible cause of these telekinetic outbursts and uh, nerds out with them um, because he <laughs> talks. Apparently, Coulson just knows a lot about particle accelerators. <laughs> Apparently, he does. Unless he's just got that info stored in memory banks, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just he just inserted a new hard drive into his uh, yeah into his main the Fitzsimmons brain. disc in his brain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, May informs the team that they're rolling out to hit the scene on five, and Ward walks in a moment later, and she accuses him of being late. That's yep. funny. That's really funny to me. He's uh, playing the hard ass, so no one suspects anything. Mm-hmm. I like Ward's reaction to his like, "Come on." Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, Ward, chill out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The squad arrives on the scene, where a crowd is gathered outside Hannah's house demanding her arrest. After an egg is thrown, a car plows through the car- crowd on its own, fortunately hitting no one. Uh, Coulson tries to talk her down, but May fires the night-night gun into Hannah's back. Yeah, I love how May is just like, I de-escalated the situation, which is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um... I love how everyone thought she actually shot Hannah, and I was like, well, that's pretty dark right there. Uh... Yeah, well, it, the Night Night Gun isn't... 
it doesn't look too different from like a pistol pistol. Um, yeah, no. it just looks like it just looks like a sci-fi pistol. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is, again, like it, it's a very it's it 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 reads like in the moment it's obviously like really startling it's it's reminiscent of like the scene from the pilot where ward shoots um mike mm-hmm. uh but it 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 does very much kind of like routine it's just like oh may's just gonna like pull the trigger if shit goes bad on all of this and she might have a night night gun but she might not <laughs> like yeah. i don't know how much her instinct would change if she had gun. Yeah. No, I don't. I think what we learned about May in the rest of this episode contradicts that statement. I don't think she would have pulled that trigger if it hadn't have been the night night gun. Honestly, I think the fact that it was the night night gun enabled her to just be like, "Well, this is the de-escalation I need." <laughs> I don't know if May in this moment wouldn't have. Um... Yeah, I definitely think there's a bit of growth for May in this episode, like, over the course of this episode, I think she definitely ends in a place that's different than she starts in. Um, but I, I don't I don't think she would have just, like, cold shot her, like, in the exact same way if she had just, like, a regular like, gun. But... Yeah. I uh, mean, she did just jab two needles into that one guy's neck and explode Yeah, him, is what I'll say. Well... Yeah, like, I definitely think that that killing this woman isn't off the the list of possibilities for her like even this early on um but like or like even just like like wounding her or like critically injuring her or something just to incapacitate her like i definitely think that that's that that's within her mo in this part of the episode which is which is not great mm-hmm. it doesn't make me yeah like seeing her shoot Hannah here like did not make me feel good about where like May is at. I was definitely me. I was in the boat where I was like, did she just use a like a pistol and just shoot her in the head? Like <laughs> that would be quite because like yeah because Hannah like drops to the ground like limp. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, what the what the, what is going on? First you start was... sleeping with Coulson and now you're just shooting people. <laughs> sleeping with Coulson. <laughs> Coulson, no, I said Coulson. <laughs> I meant Ward. Uh, uh, I will say for me, I knew instantly it was a it was a night night gun just because the sound of it at this the point is so different. iconic. Um, yeah. it's, but... It doesn't sound like a gun. It sounds like yeah, yeah. I don't know what it sounds like, but it's very distinct. It's to me maybe I haven't watched enough of the show to realize yeah. that sci-fi noise isn't always gun. Um, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's very much like like. After a while, you, you like I've watched, I rewatched the show like a bunch, and like obviously I've seen like seven seasons just like flat too, but yeah, that sound of the night night gun is very much like very identifiable after a point <laughs> is what I'll say. Yeah, it. I mean, you come to know it quite well because mm-hmm. they use it throughout the whole show, which is, I mean, I don't think it's a spoiler <laughs> to say <laughs> they use yeah. the night night gun. The night night gun doesn't die. Good. Um, it doesn't die. <laughs> it gets reborn many times. Fitzsimmons discussed the possibility of actual telekinesis uh, because of the car and trying to hit Coulson, uh, which leads into a discussion about pulling freshman pranks on Sky. I love Fitzsimmons so yeah. much. They just like <laughs> yeah. 
the because the idea here is just like they're just like man like the worst part about graduating early from the academy i don't even know how they get onto that topic but it's just like man the worst part about graduating from the academy early is that like we never got to pull any freshman pranks and simmons is immediately just like we can do it to sky (laughs) (laughs) i love how they just feed each other's chaotic energy in that moment just like yes this is what we're gonna be doing i also love that simmons is the one to recommend pranking sky um because that seems like has I don't know. Simmons has a wild streak in her. She is kind of low-key crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I feel like, like, especially from the beginning, like I feel like that episode with the hub has really uh, fueled her chaotic side a little <laughs> oh, bit more. Yeah. She has an incredible amount of chaotic energy just like built up in her. And like <laughs> yeah. she definitely doesn't want to admit it, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, she low-key, I think, is one of the most chaotic energy uh, persons on this show. <laughs> <laughs> like, we expect it all to come from Sky because she's, like, quirky and fun, but I'm like, man, Jimma will cut you open happily and be smiling throughout the whole process, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> uh, back in the bus, Ward, May, and Coulson are deciding how to interrogate Hannah. Coulson wants Hannah to trust them, so he chooses May for her direct approach. Uh, both Ward and May seem a little bit confused as to this choice. Which, honestly, I just witnessed her shoot somebody in the back, so that's yeah. not going to do much for trust. Yeah, that's the thing, is that, like, I, there's a bit before where, like, um, when they're going up to the house, where Coulson, like, announces that he's bringing, like, Ward and May to accompany him for the welcome wagon, and that Sky needs to stay in the car. And, and he basically explains that, like, Sky doesn't really understand the process yet, so... He, so they don't want to like escalate things and then Sky like calls him out it's just like so you, you don't want to escalate things so you're gonna bring like warm and fuzzy which is like one a great line um but two it's very much like like yeah he's bringing the people who are most likely to just like fire yeah to escalate things yeah. if, if things go bad and like not like because their their reaction their they would react to to things going badly um, in like a defensive way rather than trying to calm it down, which is what Sky like demonstrates that like says very like openly that that's what she wants to try throughout this episode. And I think like she says it, she vocalizes it again here. I'm not sure if she's actually in this scene, but but I do. I do kind of get where Coulson's coming from, and, and like, and I respect that Coulson's first instinct here when he chooses May is just like, oh, she like you were the one who shot her. You need to explain why if she's going to trust us, um, and like that being the first thought, and the second one being like, okay, and if things go bad, that you can help me out here. Um, but it 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 does feel to me like it's just like like that idea that like oh she's a she's a danger, and. Uh, we need and we need a like... way to yeah we need a way to handle that quote unquote if it goes bad um uh, is very much like ugh, like this yeah like like i said it kind of just like feels very topical especially in this moment um but yeah i don't it's... yeah i don't know if you guys well i don't know if you guys uh you probably don't read a lot of stephen king but like when i was in high school i read carrie 
and like it's very much the idea of Carrie like like do you tr like do you tr the solution here is just treat her like a human um you know yeah and then they don't carry it it goes bad yeah <laughs> yeah it's it is definitely a moral quandary of like this woman is a danger but she doesn't really seem to be able to control her dangerous tendencies at all mm -hmm. uh hannah adjusts somewhat quickly to the space after being told she was tranquilized for other safety she laments the position she's in and says she has no anger towards her neighbors who were angry with her. Yeah. Honestly, I think Hera Hannah like took it like way super well. Um, yeah, she seems very calm about the whole situation. Yeah, I think she was just happy that nobody was hurt. Mm -hmm. um, she's obviously a very caring person. Yeah, I specifically think like because May said. Or was it was it Coulson said like we had to tranquilize you um, for other pe for the safety of everybody in that crowd, and Hannah is like that's what makes Hannah be like okay well I get that um, yeah. yeah which like which again feels like weird to me that like they keep like they keep like after this moment they keep treating her like a danger because it's just, like she's like she understands she like when she's like very cooperative with them and like not antagonistic and like is also like willing to be incapacitated if it means like like putting people or like like uh getting removing the danger so to speak um but there's there's still like no we needed like we need to just like treat her as this as this threat to us rather than this person who is who is potentially like very dangerous, but also uh, is a person <laughs> that right. uh, is like being like very deeply troubled and distressed by all of this, and like is obviously like a very traumatic experience for her, and like the idea that like like there is like that's like that the like the for me like the moral choice and like the ethical choice here is to just like is to just like work and make sure she is okay first and foremost because if she is the danger like it's obvious that I, they they keep coming back to this idea that whenever she gets agitated or distressed or angry that's when like the her like telekinesis like gets out of control um which isn't the case but it's very much like, it's also very much like they well keep, i don't know it is the case in a way it is, the, it case, is the case which which again kind of like leads it to just being like well like if that's the case then why do you keep like alienating her and like putting her in distressing situations and like like furthering that like it like that's the thing is that like if they treated her with like like respect. a human person and like yeah. with respect from the start like it could have just been entirely fine you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it was, especially we learn about May this episode and Coulson's back history, and I think it was a very calculated choice on Coulson's part. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, 
Watching on the scene, Fitzsimmons can't find anything strange about Hannah besides... Watching in on the scene, Fitzsimmons can't find anything strange about Hannah besides being upset. Sky is taught, quote-unquote, how the nickname The Calvary came about by Fitzsimmons. So there's some it's... pranking going on in the scene. <laughs> it, yeah. yeah. I look the moment when, like, when they're telling the story and Gemma has to, like, turn away and leave because she's about <laughs> to just, like, start laughing is very good. She has this, like, incredibly mischievous mischievous smile on her face. Yeah, she's... Uh, I just love when Gemma is just super chaotic. Mm-hmm. I also, like, can I just say that Gemma's, like, shirt, like, matching shirt and tie combo in this episode is, like, fucking fantastic. She looks incredible. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like such a little nerd. Oh, bless her. I mean, her. she is, so... She is a little nerd, but... Season one Gemma clothes are so funny to me because she's just so buttoned up and prim and proper, and I'm just like, oh, you sweet little child. <laughs> <laughs> I say to someone who is canonically still older than me. <laughs> I like, I like when uh, I think it was uh, Gemma goes, yeah, and she fought off a hundred men, and then and then Fitz is like on a horse. And it's like, yeah. oh, the cow. And Jimmy kind of looks at him like, okay. Yeah. Well, it's also like, it's also like, uh, like Jones just like, it's just like, like she fought off almost a hundred men, and then Fitz is just like over a hundred, and the Jones just like over a hundred men. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, they they're just like. Uh... The bo- both of them are just like too much. Yeah, I like. And Fitz is just like, and Fitz is like, oh, and she had an M two four in each hand, and the Joe's just like in each hand and does like the motion. I love watching Sky's reaction. She just looks into the room like, oh my god, like yeah. This... That's the other thing <laughs> is that she doubts them for like half a second and then immediately trusts them fully. Yep, she's like, uh... oh well, these two would lead me astray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh... Uh, Hannah, in the interrogation room, explains how she thinks it's her fault her co-workers died because of an oversight she must have made in maintenance. Um, she believes that since then, she lost God's protection and has been haunted by demons as punishment. I love how they're, like, when she says it's demons, sir, everyone is kind of just like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, it's definitely, like, I think that's also, like, a cut like a hard cut to like either commercial or a different scene. Um, so it, it is very much like supposed to be like dramatic, like, Ooh, like it's demons. Like there's something, it's not, it's something else going on here. Um, or, or like she like, yeah, like it's definitely played up as like a moment when she says it. Yeah. Obviously, it's not demons, but it is interesting <laughs> where the mind goes. Yeah. It's, it's considering the fact that all these people live in a world where literal aliens have come out of the sky and, like, decimated New York. I am shocked that her first instinct was not to be like, aliens. Uh, it's an alien. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it goes back to, like, what we were talking about before, where she's, like, the very religious person. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also that she feels very guilty about this. So, like, I... I like obviously i'm not religious so i i can't really speak to this but like the idea that like she like feels so bad about her role in this even if it wasn't a role like she takes so much responsibility for this tragedy that the idea that god is punishing her seems like 
the most it likely would. explanation. Yeah. yeah. All I can say is she was either raised hardcore Catholic or Southern Baptist. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> even my religious ass would not be like, yeah, it's God's sending me demons. <laughs> she has like a little bit of a Southern accent, doesn't she? Because the way she says it, she's uh, like, it's demons, sir. Like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, somehow. Yeah, I don't know where she's supposed to be from. Yeah, maybe a little bit. It's definitely like a smaller town. Yeah. In somewhere midwestern America? <laughs> Question mark. I don't know. The team plans to shut down the original particle accelerator site. A mysterious figure disappears in the background of the shot. Uh, ooh, spooky. Dun, dun, dun. Very spooky. Also, apparently it's in Utah, which I have no concept of oh. where that is. Hmm. Uh, it's like a little bit north. Uh, it's west. like Nevada-ish. Right? No. Uh, no? Hold on. No, Nevada is next to New Mexico. Which is below Utah? It's next to Colorado. Oh, okay. So it's like on the California side of Colorado. Right. So above Arizona. You're right. Utah. Yeehaw. Um, Yeehaw. I don't think that's so a Utah phrase. Yeah. That's like a Texas phrase. Anyways. Uh, on their way to the site, Skye asks Coulson if she can talk to Hannah, who she believes res- respond better to empathy than May's shoot-first policy. Uh, Coulson says she's asking the right question, but it's still a no. One of the baseball cases on the wall falls. Yeah, I like how they really play up the, the supernatural, like, ooh, is it actually a, a demon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think, like... I don't know. I feel like Coulson's answer here is a little bullshit. Like, you're asking the right questions. Nah. Yeah, it is definitely bullshit. I'm like, if she's asking her questions, then why don't you let her do it? Yeah. I mean, I get that she's untested. Like, she's not really had had any sort of training in, like, what I assume is, like, a hostage negotiation right which, which is a wild thing to equate this to also <laughs> but it definitely <laughs> feels like that's what they're doing yeah um and yeah it's it's very much like like yeah like it, it feels so much like the idea of the kind of like training aspect of it or not even like the training aspect but just like the the idea that it, it this kind of like this is the way to handle this situation is so ingrained in Coulson and the rest of the team. Um, yeah. That, like they just like the, the idea that like, Oh, we can deescalate this if we treat her nice. It's just like, mm, that seems like a, that seems like it could go wrong. Like what if she's like dangerous or whatever? And it's just like, uh, I think this goes back to, like, what you were talking about before with the situation right now in, like, America is, like, this is bringing the police in to do an interrogation when it could be handled way easier by a social worker or somebody with those kinds of graces. Yeah, definitely. And, like, we'll get to there when when it ends, when we get to the end of this episode, but, like, I think, I do think that the whole point of this episode is being, like, like yeah the the shoot first policy and like treat this person like a threat policy like was not the right way to to go and it made everything worse and that if they had just listed this guy and tried to de-escalate it then it would have turned out better like i do think think that's that's... ultimately the 
the message of this episode. I also yeah. don't. I don't know. I think Coulson knew that though, which is unsettling a little bit to me. Is that I think Coulson knew that May's shoot first policy wasn't going to be the way out here. Um, I don't know. I think I think at the end of the episode, he's 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 a little bit surprised. He feels like surprised, like not maybe not surprised so to speak, but like impressed about like Sky's understanding about the situation. Like that's just like she seemed to have. It seems to me that his opinion is that she had a better grasp on the situation than any of them, like mm-hmm. including him. Um, so I do think that that he was very much like he he was he didn't trust her opinion in that moment um and was very much like i don't think he was like okay may's shoot first policy isn't the way to go but he also didn't understand how to gain her trust right like that's like he said like we need to gain her trust but also he did everything that was like we're not gonna gain her trust and then like (laughs) refused to listen to sky who's just like this is how you gain her trust Mm mm-hmm uh, there's a specific moment later on that I can think of that ties back into that, but it's I think is a big enough moment that I want to talk about it then. Um, Sky talks with Ward about May's robotic approach, and states that she thinks May just needs to get laid, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> Yike! I love well, don't, Ward's. Don't it, you know? Yeah, it's very much like a, like a like a water spit moment for Ward, but instead of like like ta- he's taking a drink of water or whatever, he's he just a like sandwich. Yeah, he just like stops making his sandwich for like a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ward takes a pause. Oh, where? Uh, Ward takes a pause and revises Fitzsimmons' teachings and loses track of the knife he was using to make the sandwich. Yeah, but he is very much just like, she knows. <laughs> she knows. Yeah, it tries to play cool. I also like, I also love the kind of like increasing, um, like, uh, it's not even like escalating like levels of the the cavalry story but i love how we're just like that's not how it happened it wasn't 20 it wasn't 100 men it was 20 trained assassins and then he like goes off this like exposition and then, 100 like, men nobody could do that it was 20 trained assassins <laughs> i know it's so funny because he's just like oh that's bullshit like here's the real story and then goes up like to tell like an equally implausible story to be fair he does say there was no horse because that's bullshit Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love how like instantly he's on this like yeah I'm gonna fuck with Sky Train, um, but like I don't think uh, he is. I don't think he's trying to fuck with Sky. I think that that's what he thinks actually. No, happened. I think he's trying. No, to fuck with I Sky. think I think like honestly, <laughs> if there was somebody that was going to do this, it would be Ward because Ward's poker face is just is just out of this world. It is incredible. Like compared to yeah. Fitzsimmons, like he's just like hundred percent dry delivery, like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think that he fully believes there's 20 trained assassins. No, that... I don't know. I think Ward knows the real story about what happened. I actually, I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to get on Holly's side with this one. Yeah, because like, cause I think that when we get Coulson's side of the story, it's very much like, oh, like this story has been passed around so much that nobody really knows the truth except for the people who like were there. Or like, are, have like a higher clearance level or whatever. And especially um, like, because at the beginning, Ward is the one to call her the Calvary. And knowing what we know, like that's not a title May likes. And like, I feel like true. if Ward knew the story, 
I think he would be less inclined to call her the Calvary. Yeah, because he's very much like the reason why, like, like she doesn't like to be called the Calvary because she does she wasn't in it for the honor or whatever. But like, but like everyone calls it that. It's like a bit of it was like, uh, like a reverent title. Um, but I will say also to support, uh, to support Luca here. Like they've been sleeping together, which, at least, to me, would imply some sort of familiarity. Um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> with these two. <laughs> that's fair not even familiarity but like about... yeah yeah some level of intimacy which i don't think they have at all <laughs> but yeah um yeah simmons worries over the findings of the accident while fitz is attempting to refine the next prank which has to do with a mop for, or what was a mask or something right it was a it... mask and a mop yeah, yeah. Well, he tur- he like like he's like wearing a gas mask, and he's just standing menacingly behind Simmons, and she just turns around, and is totally like not bothered by yeah. it. She's like, whatever. I just love that like Jemma is just like fuck you, like I've seen worse. Yeah, <laughs> right. She's like she's he like Fitz is just like you weren't even a little bit scared, and, and so it's just like a little a little disappointed if anything. <laughs> <laughs> I love how she doesn't give him any grace. She's just like, nope. No. <laughs> this isn't it. Even though she was very like, obviously oh. scared a little bit. Um, yes. Yeah, Sky uncovers that Tobias, uh, one of those employees killed in the explosion, had filed three safety reports against Hannah in the past month before. And she says, sad thing is, he was right. Which I think is, I don't know. If we're talking yeah. about Sky's personability in here, assuming the worst out of somebody, the instant you see that is not great. Um, no. Also, not to mention, it's just sad. Like this whole episode is sad because, like, this guy like didn't mean to hurt anybody, but safety regulations are there for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will say that in, in Sky's defense here, like, the idea that just, like, oh, like, something went wrong in the coupling, and there had been safety reports filed about, like, the coupling that, like, were, that, yeah, like, that, the idea that, like, oh, like, clearly he was right. It, like feels like a, the logical conclusion to make there, especially as somebody who, like, reads about and, like, like listens to I... a podcast about engineering disasters just like like however many there are, i will say a lot of fucking engineering disasters could be avoided if they just like fucking listen to the engineers who are like saying like hey this thing yeah. that you're ignoring is extremely dangerous and will cause a disaster if you continue to ignore it and then the the safety managers and the and like the the higher ups and executives just feel like yeah we're gonna keep ignoring it and yeah. then the disaster happens is like that's very common mm-hmm. yeah that's fair i guess i was reading into it as a different thing which is like uh sky thinking that he rigged the explosion mm. um which would have been a different way to read into it and i don't think that would have been uh, very great. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, 
Meanwhile, Fitz heads below deck to get couplings for Simmons and is nearly intercepted by the mysterious figure from before. We can see now that it is Tobias. Uh, Simmons discovers the explosion tore open some kind of window or portal before the figure immediately smashes the table and disappears as Coulson enters the room. Yep. Uh, scary ghosty boy is here to fuck up your day. Yeah. He also calls the other world hell, which is like, again, like they, they're very distinctly putting a religious yeah. like perspective here. And I think it, I mean, it, I think it's interesting in the context that we learn later, like about why he thinks it might be hell. Um, is like, oh, like this is my coworker, and I assume that they, that kind of influences it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think I think the thing is that he thinks he's gone to hell for like killing for causing the accident, yeah. which is like also extremely fair. Yeah, I mean, it seems like this little town is probably pretty religious, like a lot of little towns in America, so right. not super surprised um, that they instantly jump to religion, but, you know. I also want to say I really like, like, the wispy effects when the guy disappears. I would think oh, yeah. Red. Yeah, it's pretty well done. Uh, this is this is probably, like, I think the most well-done special effects that we've gotten so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. They're very It feels good. very, like real and grounded which is to say something because <laughs> this man is disappearing into nothing seeing him like watching fight scenes and stuff with him is really funny because it reminds me of like an anime when you get those scenes where it's like kick from above and they teleport below and then yeah. like yeah. <laughs> it definitely has that vibe yeah <laughs> um tobias pulls the pl- power on the bus uh which causes M- ward and may to have an attempt to have to attempt an emergency landing, which is very fun. Ward and May in yep. the cockpit. What are they gonna do? Who knows? <laughs> are they gonna fight or are they gonna fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, with the plane down, so are the team's earcoms, and they head out. Coulson informs. Which seems like a bad system. Can I just say that seems like yeah. a bad system? Yeah, they have to get like a walkie-talkie. Yeah. I mean, I get, like, I don't know, like, if the idea that, like, the, the, the ear comms aren't, like, powerful enough to, to act like walkie-talkies on their own, I need to ride with the plane, it's just like, okay, like, that, that's, that's rough, but, but whatever. Um, but we've seen them in the middle of, like, the Brazilian rainforest, which I presume. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. It seems just like some bullshit that they made up yeah. to amp up the tension, yeah. but whatever. <laughs> I'm not here to question the science of this show because it's shaky <laughs> at best. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, so they're attempting an emergency landing, and so far it's looking looking pretty okay. Um, I mean, not great, but it's it's not great. It's it's, it's not dead. It's not crashed. Crashed. It's <laughs> not dead. Uh, not dead yet. Not dead. Um. Coulson informs the gang that Hannah is the victim here, which they put together uh, because obviously Ghost Boy is lurking on here. Yeah. The other th- okay, one more thing actually before we go in. The other thing that I wrote down when the plane started to crash and they all just like started strapping in, I was just like, is nobody gonna go and make sure that Hannah's okay during this? <laughs> or, like during the nope. like both during the crash and afterwards, because it's just like she is in 
like a box. Right? Like she's basically just in a box, like totally free to move around. Like I don't know if I don't think there's any like seats or like restraints or anything that she can strap yeah, herself I don't into. Think there is. Yeah, but not um, in the containment room. What I will say is like that's pretty much the first thing Colson says is like Ward and May are going out or May is going out to talk to Hannah. Like that's the thing he says and then Sky is like, Can I do it? I feel it. I wanna do it. Yeah. Well they're not yeah. even like I think I think he says like I think he tells May to go guard like Hannah. Hannah's room, yeah. Oh. It's not like out of concern for her safety. well it is I guess out of concern for her safety because yeah. this guy is like trying to get to her or whatever, but Mm-hmm. It's not like because we just had a crash landing and she probably is like severely concussed because there's nothing yeah. holding her in. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, like, nobody's concerned about Fitz either. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Fitz can just die, I guess. They're just <laughs> like, hey, is somebody missing? Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, speaking of which, uh, oh no, wait. Okay, I missed a part of your. The shielding cage Hannah is in protects her from. The uh, ghost boy, even after the crash. But Sky wants to deliver her the good news, and Coulson agrees. Yeah. I like how it's, like, good news that this man is apparently trapped in, like, some alternate universe. Yeah, this is the other thing. Kill her. <laughs> is that, like, it really shows, like, how much Sky's point of view differs from, like, the everyone else's, but also, like, the conventional point of view, I feel, where it's just, like, like... Like she wants to tell, she wants to frame it to Hannah as good news. That's just like, hey, you're like the thing that's been troubling you the most that you're causing people harm because of like your act, like you caused a tragedy, and then that is also now like causing you specifically to bring harm to everyone around you. It's just like that's not happening. Like you don't need to worry about that. Like the idea that that's what Sky's first instinct is to say here, rather than just like, than just like you're being hunted. <laughs> Right, is is just like like fuck like she she has the right approach here like it's that's just how it is. Um, I think though there is something here where it's like I don't know that it's necessarily good news to be like okay well you might have exploded that thing but you didn't do all that other stuff like that's not I don't know. Because at this point, yeah, like they it's still not, don't... it's definitely not like a hundred percent good news or whatever. But the idea of just like framing it that way, in order to like make her feel a little bit more comfortable and better about everything that's going on, mm-hmm. is like, is definitely the approach here. I think instead of just saying it's just like things are still terrible and you're being hunted. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh. Fitz is locked in a room below deck, waiting for rescue, as he was locked there by the uh, ghost boy, Tobias. He finds that a knife has blocked the door and leaves warily, immediately running into Warden Simmons. It's very... His reactions here are very funny, because he thinks he's been pranked. Um, Yeah. It's just the idea. It's just like I think that there are a few things that would be like one. I would be terrified if I was in Fitz's position, so it's totally understandable. But like, I feel like there are a few things more terrifying to have, like to just like pick up than just like a knife. <laughs> a knife? No. <laughs> yeah, I. I mean, they're. It's definitely like ominous as fuck to just like find mm-hmm. a knife at the door. 
Yeah. I and like the whole plane's power is off, and Fitz is just like, "Yeah, this is a prank. <laughs> this is a prank. We just crash landed, but it was a prank. Yeah. <laughs> Fitz, that's not what's going on here, my son. I can't believe." That Coulson just shook the entire plane and then turned off the power just to prank me. Yeah, that's like really wild uh, that he would do that to you. <laughs> May instructs them to head into the avionics. Instructs, uh, yeah, instructs the group there to head into the avionics bay, which is supposedly where this uh, ghost boy has has hid out, um, and that she would guard the cage door in case the ghost comes knocking. Which, guard the cage door. Guard the cage door. Uh, Colton attempts a distress call, but is stopped by Tobias, who kind of snaps off the beacon. Yeah, he just straight up baseball bats the outside of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> he does. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Sky tries to comfort Hannah, and they have a discussion about the fear of God and what God might forgive. Which is a good conversation, I it feel. It is a really good conversation. This is like, I don't know, every now and then, at least I think even like, I don't know, this, there's really good conversations about like this kind of stuff in a show that like get kind of deep and yeah. emotional. Yeah, that's like one of the reasons I like the show is because they have these like, like the show is a crazy sci-fi adventure with like, <laughs> you know, aliens and monsters and whatever else they could throw at the team each week but they also have these really nice grounded conversations with like real world issues sometimes that you're like oh yes yeah. i too struggle with <laughs> the fear of god right <laughs> well, not the fear of god but we're like in yeah. last episode they had a really nice talk about like anger that i feel like was great yeah um but this is one of the standouts for me in terms of like having an effect at least oh yeah it's yeah, also definitely sure. like it also drives home like not to keep harping on this but it drives home like this is the first time skies had a chance to interact with hannah and like you can definitely tell the immediate like calming effect that that it has mm -hmm. on her and like just like beyond being a good scene it's just being like oh like like sky is good at this and she has the right approach and the other thing too is that like may is also like listening in um almost like and, learning in a way yeah well yeah it's like you can tell that some of what sky is saying like definitely like resonates with her and i think specifically in the context of like the cavalry story um i can't i i there was a specific line that that sky says when it cuts to may that felt very much like oh yeah like like this is like this, what Sky is saying is definitely resonates with May, but specifically about like her trauma, right? Um, which was a nice touch. Yeah, and I think it's also like we get a little bit of Sky's backstory, like she was raised in this Catholic mm -hmm. uh, orphanage, um, and it's so many people who come out of that situation have like such a negative view of religion for very valid and good reasons because uh yeah. Catholics are crazy but <laughs> yeah she mentions that like the nuns or something were always trying to instill the fear of god and the orphans yeah but she 
like doesn't immediately dismiss uh, Hannah's like fears and beliefs, and she's like, you know what? I think we all have those, and I'm like, it's nice. It's nice to hear that. Like, <laughs> yeah, this conversation about like everyone has fears, and it just manifests in a different way. And I think like also just like Sky being like, uh, why would why wouldn't he forgive you, or why wouldn't God forgive you? For this, you know, yeah, like, like it's a very Sky is very empathetic, uh, obviously, and it really like shows here. Yeah. Uh, May decides to take over the guarding of Hannah from here, and Sky gets a little confrontational, but accepts her new post. Meanwhile, yeah, I think that Sky has every reason to be like, oh, "Fuck yeah. you, May." You have shown no sense of like yeah. empathy thus far. Um, and I think like but... even May takes it, looks a little bit like, I don't know, shocked or something. Um, yeah, I don't think she was expecting Sky to stand up to her because she's very much. I feel like this is a little bit, like, this is this is May's kind of like. Again, kind of like cop impulse kicking in. It's just like, uh, I, like, I think going back to kind of what Luca was saying last episode where May is kind of like ignoring her emotions and that kind of stuff. I think the idea that like what Sky is saying kind of like resonates with her in this moment is just like, mm, feelings don't like, need to stop <laughs> yeah. this. And like kind of just like barges in and, and takes control of the situation. Like that definitely feels like a May move. Um. Yeah, and I also think that, like, Sky has shown that she can be, like, cowed into submission um, mm-hmm. at times. Uh, so I don't think, I, I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting her to just be like, fuck you, I'm gonna stand up for this lady. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, May decides to take over from here, and Sky, I just said that. While investigating, Fitzsimmons discussed the possibility of Tobias and other ghosts as just being being stuck between two universes. Uh, Fitzsimmons are t- Fitz. That's I. I keep getting tripped up on the tense like there. Fitzsimmons are attacked and locked in a closet as he attempts to take Ward down. Some maneuvering makes him successful. Yeah, I like that I like fight it. scene. Yeah, the fight scenes with Tobias here are really good because I love how Ward tries to do the over-the-shoulder like throw, and like he just disappears, mm-hmm. and then like fucking like in the next fight scene with May, May tries to do the exact same thing, <laughs> and he, it happens again. That they're both just like, what? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, Sky is clearly still frustrated elsewhere, and in passing, mentions how the cavalry was sent in. Coulson tells her the real story. Yeah. Which is basically like, um, it, it's the same situation, which again is, is kind of like the, the real story is that they were the welcome wagon before. And like, it's, it, I think one of the purposes of this story is just like one, it's like, it's relatable to like the situation that everyone's in right now. Um, like, like, though, like this is, like they're part of the welcome racket now and like obviously may would have some sort of like profound like um like emotional memories like tied to like the this kind of operation 
and like it it almost like goes to to be like a little bit sympathetic to May's approach here and like why she is like that um which is just that like they were part of a welcome wagon and it went like really bad um but May fixed the situation yeah like May solved it through like they like they don't go into specifics but it's just like through like something that was like really traumatizing for her and I think they go I don't think they ever say it outright but like they talk about how there was like a little girl involved and that it doesn't seem like she was able to save the girl mm-hmm. um, it was a cult is... or something and a bunch of she had to take yeah. down a bunch of cult members or something like that yeah and she wasn't able and... to like save the girl which is like 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 you start to be like a little bit sympathetic to like May's approach here where it's just like this is this is a point of trauma for her um but like it also doesn't go so far as to forgive it i don't think it's just like okay like i see it like they they did the empathetic thing where it's like i see where you're coming from but you're that's not how you solve this problem and yeah is this i don't know if it was explicitly said and i don't know if asking would be spoilers but this is what made her stop taking field jobs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Paulson says that in this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this is this story is why she stopped being a field agent. Okay. Yeah. They also talk about how like how May used to be a very diff like much prankster person. Basically, I like how they equate her to Sky a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're. I think the implication is they were pretty similar, and that's why May has such a hard time with Sky. Sometimes is like she really sees herself in in Sky. Yeah, and like I think there's there's like one bit that Coulson says here that like always sticks with me, where he describes like how May used to be is like she was always quiet, but she used to feel like a lot warmer. Like really kind yeah. of sticks. Mm-hmm. Because it's not like she was like this like hero like figure like it seems like she was still very much like more of a background kind of person but like one of those people who like if you got to know like was really like a genuinely fun person to be around <laughs> yeah and then she just like had to do this like fucking like awful thing and you don't come out of that the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really sad, honestly. It is sad. Uh, it's a sad story. Simmons informs May of Tobias's conditions, condition, and he attempts to sneak up and attack her. Uh, mysteriously, she disappears even to him. Which May is like... I don't know. It was weird. Uh, like, I don't know if it was a cut. If it was... At first, I was like, oh, damn. May has superpowers because she just, like disappears but i think no, that's yeah. just like spy <laughs> stuff yeah yeah, no, yeah it's very much it like they're doing the thing where like the the light is flashing so like the screen will go dark like every second a couple seconds and they're doing that to like for dr- drama but they just shows like ooh, may she's super quick yeah. it's kind of like how yeah. they did the Aquila thing in i spy where she just like disappears yeah but definitely like for me i was like Oh, damn! She just like 
Nightcrawlered out of there. <laughs> ah, she said bye. <laughs> uh, the rest of the gang catch, especially with the story from before, where they're like, "We don't know what went in, uh, went went down in there, but she solved the problem." I was <laughs> Did, like, "Is May a superhero?" Yeah. Da, da, da. <laughs> uh, the rest of the gang catch up over walkie-talkie, and Ward suggests that Tobias could be carrying that wrench because he caused the first explosion. Which is a wild leap to say to make. <laughs> can I just say? Yeah. It is definitely a leap because <laughs> it's like. It's just like, oh, this is an engineer who is caught in an explosion. It's just like he has a wrench, a tool that engineers use. Clearly, he <laughs> caused the explosion. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I would have made that. He's like, oh, like the kind, like the kind of wrench that you use to loosen a coupling. <laughs> And I was like, I guess. Uh, Ward, your cop Ward is, is not an engineer. I don't know why he would know that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, May takes Hannah to a barn and tells her she is going to be bait for Tobias to get him away from the team as she does what she does. Again, May doing her best to keep Hannah calm. <laughs> collective. Yeah, just like, don't worry, we're going to be in this barn, and you'll probably die here, but my team will be safe, so thank you. Yep, mm -hmm. pretty much. Uh, whoops. Uh, the gang searches for May, Hannah, and Tobias, but runs into an unfortunate Fitz prank. Which was really funny. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. I also Gemma's love how Fitz... outrage is so funny. Yeah, Jim's outrage is very funny. Fitz's scream is very good. <laughs> um... Fitz's scream is like like two octaves higher than than like anybody else's on the team. It also lasts a lot longer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Fitz, you did this to yourself, my dude. Like I don't know why you screamed it so much. He's like, I'm sorry, this was before we knew that ghost boy was on the plane. But that was really funny. But this prompts um, Sky to think about the term childish, uh, which she thinks, oh, child, childish. Tobias is childish. I don't, again, the leaps in this episode don't really make sense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I, I think the childish leap is a little bit much, but I think Sky's leap is just like, oh, he isn't trying to hurt her. Is like, pretty understandable that's accurate yeah like it, it, with, when thing, it's, it's like... accurate but also like like everything that's happened so far kind of backs it up and like explains it a little bit better than than the idea that she's that he's trying to kill her um, yeah and so i'm not surprised that sky came to that conclusion here especially since like the point of this episode is just like oh sky is very empathetic and understands people very well i didn't really think about it but like in retrospect like all of the all of the accidents involved Hannah, but none of them physically harmed her at all, which yeah. is like something that should be very obvious, I think, to people. Yeah, but that's not that's not what you're like conditioned to think. You know, it's just like oh, it's just like that's it's just like oh, somebody's trying to cause harm to her or something. Like that's just like the instinct. Right, but like when you think about it, like if. If Tobias had exploded that gas station when she got into her car again, like, she'd be dead. Like, there's so many opportunities for if he wanted to kill yeah. her. Yeah. Like, it makes sense in retrospect that, like, nothing he was doing was to get 
to hurt her at all. Yeah, which I think is definitely the point. Like, yeah, it's definitely playing on just like, oh, your instinct is to think that he's trying to cause harm to her when that's Mm -hmm. not the case. Nope. I still think the Tobias uh, Hannah relationship is a little bit creepy, um, but it definitely is creepy. Yeah, it's like I'm gonna file safety warnings just to get you to come here to talk to me is very yeah that's uh that's just weird yeah (laughs) it's just really weird they definitely i think they definitely like go far enough to 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 like frame tobias as having like i'm not an expert on this in any sort of way but like it does have like issues like social issues yeah um, and like interacting with people and like I don't think, I I think for me they do a good job at characterizing it as like not a creepy thing. Like that's just something that he did because he doesn't understand how to do it any other way. Um, and just like oh, like if I file a safety report, she'll come visit me, so I'll keep filing. I know, safety but this reports. is like a a woman in, in yeah in a situation where that happened to me, I'd be like, that's really weird. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's definitely. It is definitely like creepy from that perspective, but I, I, I don't think I think they do a good job of of doing it. It's just like it's not, it's not Tobias's fault, in that sense. Like, no, but I, it, that doesn't. I don't. For me, at least, that doesn't make it less creepy to be the person on the receiving end yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah, like if I was Hannah, I'd be like pretty weirded out, but you know. Yeah, and I, I, I also think that they do a good job of handling that though, because like, cause like when Tobias asks Hannah to forgive her him, she doesn't. Like she's just like only God can forgive you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you did kill people. So. Yeah. So like, I, I, I think that they do a good job of of doing it both ways. But yeah, I don't know. It's 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 one of those things where like they were like. The fact that they went down that road at all, like, is kind of like uh, thin ice, and I don't think they did it perfectly. Right. But, yeah. But I, mean, I, I think, get what they were trying to do, but yeah. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's just like I think I think the surface reading of it is is pretty rough, um, which is like the reading the only reading that really matters. But I think if you're willing to give it. <laughs> Uh, the benefit of the doubt, then it, it kind of you can kind of squint, turn your head sideways, and it looks nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Well, I want to get into that conversation between Tobias and Hannah because I think that was really cool. But uh, where were we? Uh, Tobias comes to the barn, and Hannah recognizes him before May jumps out to attack him. Uh, she is losing the fight to his teleportation powers right now. Uh, the team figures out that the reason Tobias wants to get to Hannah isn't because of revenge, but because he likes her. And meanwhile, Fitz sends out the Golden Retrievers, which I think is really funny. Have we seen the Golden yeah, Retrievers up until ask. now? I think no, this is the these first are time. New. These are... They're like the dwarves, sort of, but not quite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like... I thought they were dwarves. At first, no, no there's there's a difference. Yeah, they're like they they're just different. like these tall, small, like ping pong balls that can fly around. And glow. <laughs> <laughs> what? So balls. what do they? Do? They're like search. They search for something. Search yeah. and rescue. Okay. Yeah. 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 They. Yeah. They. They're basically just like recon. Um. 
and also like yeah it is very much like a search and rescue thing where they go out and like because they glow they can easily be followed and people can follow them back and stuff like that yeah and fitz can follow them on the tablet yeah right so there's really no difference between them and the dwarves uh but whatever well these ones glow yeah this one the dwarves feel to me like much more like um like scientific analysis whereas this one is very the golden retrievers are very much like about searching for stuff whereas the dwarves are just like oh this one smells stuff this one like like analyzes the um whatever spectrum uh Mm -hmm. uh meanwhile may continues the scuffle with tobias but when a beam nearly falls oh one more try may continues the scuffle but when a beam from the barn nearly falls on hannah tobias teleports away and lets it hit him instead after Hannah tells Tobias that May is a friend, Tobias confesses to the explosion. Yeah, like May May figures out in this moment, like when Tobias like gets hit by the beam, that like oh he's not trying to hurt her. So, uh, like she just like tell tell him that I'm not trying to hurt you, and and that immediately deescalates the situation. Who could have guessed? <laughs> Who could have guessed? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, he wasn't making it easy on anybody figuring this out because he was trying to actively hurt other people. <laughs> I know, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, man, if only they had listened to this guy, huh? I mean, I do think, though, I don't know. I feel like a couple of I don't know. I don't even think Sky got that. But I do feel like hindsight is twenty twenty sometimes. Yeah. Hindsight is definitely twenty twenty. Yeah. I mean, like, but, like, at the, uh, on the other hand, just, like, if they if they also weren't acting so aggressive to her, like, yeah. Tobias probably wouldn't have been that aggressive towards them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I could easily see from his perspective, like, they locked her in a cage mm-hmm. away from him, which is kind of a... I feel like that would be a whole thing. Um, anyways... Uh, May talks down Tobias further, and she asks him to let Hannah go. As the team enters, guns drawn, Tobias obliges. Which I think is interesting, because the line we get immediately after this is Coulson coming in, and Coulson is like, what did you say to him? And she says, the same words you sent to me in Bahrain, which is where the final field... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which just for like, like perfect clarity, like the the line that she says to Tobias is just like, like you need to let the girl go, which is uh, big emotional. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's definitely an emotional scene. Yeah, especially like since they do specifically mention a little girl in the Calvary story. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is like I think I think that this is the moment where you like you're supposed to realize it's just like oh the girl did not survive. Yeah. Well, I think Colson even said that earlier. Like, oh, did the he? Girl didn't. I'm not sure. Yeah, he, yeah. the girl okay. didn't make it. Uh, crisis averted. Colson mourns the loss of a collectible in the bus. He has a positive yeah. discussion with Sky, who tells him he's a people person, and he tells her the same in kind. Uh, Coulson has high hopes for Sky as someone to be part of the intake process, like we've seen in this episode. 
uh, which is why he wanted her paying special attention. Yeah, like he definitely uh, uh, congratulates, like like compliments her, just like yeah, like and admits that like she had a better grasp on the situation than he did, um, which uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I think that, I mean, I think Sky is very obviously slowly winning over the trust of everybody on the team. Yeah. Like, she doesn't really have any, like, drilled-in skills, but she has a bunch of, like, innate abilities that let her, uh, like, that really help with the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is that, like, he says, like, he gives her, like, probably like, one of the biggest votes of confidence that I think she's gotten on the show so far. It's just, like, like yeah, like, I think you could be the best at this thing, like, so much as that, like, you could even, like, be in charge of, like, the index intake process and, like, the welcome back. Rename it. Offering. Yeah, rename the index. Uh, which, yeah. She, she, you can tell that she's really chuffed by that and, like, uh, um, it really like pleases her. Like this guy is somebody who needs a lot of validation. You can tell. Yeah. And I don't personally the idea of you're really good at this, so we're gonna put you in charge. I don't know. I, well, I don't think they're putting her in charge, but they're letting her. I think they're letting her shape their opinions a little bit more, which is a good thing. Yeah. They're not like saying, "Oh yeah, you're, you're the leader of Shield now. Go out." And right, yeah. because I think wreak havoc. <laughs> yeah, the problem would be for me like if it was framed like that, it would be like, "Oh, let's take the good person and turn them into a figurehead for what we're already well, doing." I think, I think that that's, I think that that's kind of what Colson is saying here, but like I think he genuinely thinks that that's a good thing. Um, like I think I think Colson is still is like in that very much in the kind of person that is in the headspace that's just like oh if we have good people with the right intentions and um, the right ideas making the decisions and like deciding how we do things then like the system as a whole will be like good mm-hmm. um, which to a certain degree is true but you need to have a system that is built for that. Rather than a system that is built like to suppress, shitless. yeah, because um, just like it's just like one of those things where it's just, like she sa- he says that you can rename the index. He doesn't say that you're gonna get rid of the index. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but like, but like, I do think the idea that like, oh, like having Sky, like if Sky gets to a point in in her shield career where she is in charge of the intake intake process just like oh man like that is like having de-escalation be the thing the primary tactic Mm -hmm. sounds like a great idea right but also like like would she ever like would she ever realistically get to that position where she can where she can implement that uh probably not uh yeah, next scene we get a little bit of Sky spending some time with Mary in the cockpit of the plane and just chilling. Which is nice. Especially yeah, now that like Sky knows the story about the Calvary and stuff. Yeah, it's also it's also a, a nice bit of catharsis after they were both like or Sky was very antagonistic with her before and it's just like oh, they're still buddies. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the S.H.I.E.L.D. logo, and we're watching the team play Scrabble against Simmons, which is already a bad idea. Um, yeah, a terrible idea. <laughs> and Fitz walks into the room with a bunch of pie on his face and accuses everybody there of pulling the prank, uh, leaving in frustration as nobody fesses up, and we get a shot of May listening into the conversation in the cockpit and smiling. It's very, very good. good. It's very good. Sneaky May. Old prankster Get May. Word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, any closing thoughts for this episode? Um, Got a lot of May backstory, which is great. May yeah. backstory is good. Yeah. Starting to understand her motivations more. Mm hmm. Because I feel like she was definitely, like, the biggest enigma on the team up until this point. Yeah. I think even now, like, Coulson is the enigma now, right? Yeah. Because we know what he's definitely... going through, but we don't know the specifics of the details. I mean, he doesn't either. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's very clear that he's still trying to figure out his life as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some good fight scenes I really liked in this episode. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely some cool fight scenes. Yeah, or so, I mean, they're just really good at fight scenes, pretty much for the most part. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, like I, I think I definitely think they're like they're starting to get their feet under them in terms of like the fight scenes and also the VFX. Like, I, I one of my favorite jokes is just like whatever Luke and I are watching like a later episode season. And we're just like, oh, that's where they were saving the VFX much. Yeah. <laughs> we're always like, oh, there's the scene. That was it. Mm -hmm. um, and this very uh, much feels yeah. just like, oh, this is this is where like the first 10 episodes VFX budget went. Um, yeah, it was this episode. Yeah. Um, also, I just think that they like, I mean, it's always hard when you're starting out a show and you don't really know like the aesthetic you're going for yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I guess the other thing too is just like fuck. Like I think that this is probably the most anti-cop episode we've gone so far, which again is just like, I don't know <laughs> where I stand with season one so yeah. far. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like I didn't realize it until we got to talk really, but like a lot of this stuff is applicable to like today's problems. I feel like. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely some uh, some allegories to like real world mm -hmm. problems in this show sometimes, because uh, it's a fucked up world out there. Yeah. I mean, in 2013 when this was airing, I don't think they were thinking about that well, necessarily I mean, as much. Like but, we yeah. said that too for like the first episode, and we've said that a lot, and I'm starting to wonder if it if it's really because I will say this show has a has an opinion on real world issues like very obviously i don't know if it's as obvious at this season but it would not surprise me if that if if that wasn't in the back of some of the minds of the yeah. showrunners mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's hard for me because in 2013 i was in high school like i was like just <laughs> oh. starting high school so obviously i wasn't like aware of world issues but i feel like stuff like police abolition and de-escalation and stuff like that wasn't part of as much part of the mainstream I don't, conversation. It I don't think wasn't. the discussion here is as straightforward as that, but I don't think that it was like, oops, we accidentally made a show that was leftist. 
you know <laughs> yeah, i definitely no, not like, <laughs> I, like there's there's no universe in which i think that shield is, is leftist but um <laughs> but well i mean like, in terms I, of like yeah 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 um uh, i definitely think that there is like like in 2020 a very leftist reading of like this episode specifically and like you said like I, I, the showrunners definitely aren't afraid to like put their worldviews and like advocate for certain like visions um in the show and that becomes like much more obvious later but like also they're like from what i've gathered of what they put into the show they they have pretty mainstream (laughs) opinions on a lot of this stuff um and yeah i mean yeah I don't think I don't think they're like as much as I like the my reading of this episode is just like wow this is the most anti-cop episode we've gotten yet like I don't think that they're like we're gonna make an, an anti-cop episode I don't but the thing is like I don't even if they didn't set out to make that specifically uh, yeah. they did unintentionally mm-hmm. um, which I think says a lot about like what they might be thinking in general. I don't know that it really matters yeah. if they did it intentionally or not, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I think that it just, like, happened. Yeah. Because that's what the characters are. But, but yeah, next episode should be good, Yeah. too. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to next week, or next two weeks from now, cover uh, Season 1, Episode 10, The Bridge. Coulson brings in Mike Peterson, hell yeah, comeback time, for <laughs> hell some yeah. super soldier support in the war against Centipede. A twist puts the team at risk. I'm so excited think... to see Mike again. I know. I uh, Also, I think that that's going to be next week, actually, not two weeks from now. Because oh, yeah. I think we're going to be... We're done with the, yeah. the reaction. Yeah, and they're going to be trans- transitioning back to... Or into... Rewatch episodes every week, which is gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited every to week. get uh, more than every two weeks one episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, but <laughs> sometimes longer than that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, but yeah, so see us in a week from now. Uh, thank you to Abnormal Mapping for hosting us. Uh, you can check them out at Abnormal Mapping. Uh, patreon.com slash abnormal mapping they do projects such as the great gundam project which is really great uh, go check them out uh and you can check us out on twitter at at the bus pod our art for the podcast and the twitter is done by melina Karan, who you can find at at squirrel curls on twitter uh i'm gonna be heading out now so that we can talk about spoilers um spoilers but yeah level seven yeah. time Join us in level seven. Alright, see you back. Peace. Bye. Hello, and welcome to level seven of the bus podcast with your hosts, Luca and Holly. Hey. And we are talking about episode, or season one, episode nine, Repairs. This is the spoiler cast, so we will be discussing spoilers up until the end of the show, because (laughs) the show ended, uh... And so we have all of the answers. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, this episode a lot about May, but not a, a but not everything about May. I will say.
There's still some yeah. secrets. I, yeah, I don't have, I didn't write down a lot of notes about May, um, just because I figured we'd, we'd talk about it, but yeah, it's, it's interesting to see them lay the groundwork here, because, uh, like, you get the sense that, like, uh, like, like, oh, this is it, like, now we know what's up with May. Yeah, and then they kind of like come around and hit you with just like no, there's a uh, little no. bit more to it than that, and it's a little bit more brutal. Yeah, that's why I was one of my notes, which I couldn't say in the episode because obviously Buck was there. But when you were talking about how it was weird that they were still treating Hannah as a threat, I was like, it makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, because May didn't do that, and that little girl like killed all these people <laughs> as a result. <laughs> Yeah, like I like I think I I do still I do still stand by what I said um in the episode that's just like I don't like it it doesn't make sense to me that they keep I mean it makes sense to me like I know why they do it just because that's how you it's like the 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 kind of like common knowledge of like how you handle those kinds of situations is like oh this is this is standard operating procedure we treat it like a threat and so and so nobody gets hurt blah 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 um but i i but also by that same token i think what i was saying before about may was just like where it's just like you get the sense that like oh may has a very specific emotional and traumatic tie to this kind of operation Mm -hmm. it's just like it's very much understandable that she like or not understandable but like or I guess understandable is the right word, where it's just like yeah. you get why she's doing what she's doing, even if it's not the right thing to be doing. Yeah, like May, May made that mistake before where they went too lenient and it really cost her basically everything. Mm-hmm. Like, because it cost her her marriage and like the want of her, like the the desire of her to have like children and things, it's like it ruined her whole life basically. <laughs> yeah. As well as all these people died, so... I don't think she's going to make that mistake again uh, because she doesn't want this team to feel that, that pain again. And she doesn't want to feel the pain herself. So yeah, I, I still, that episode where they actually like reveal everything that happened where we get like the flashbacks to Bahrain is just like still. So it just hits. <laughs> yeah. Especially, so especially because Shying is using it to fuck with May. Yeah. Uh specifically it's just like oof, like yeah, she's really hitting where it hurts. Yep. It's pretty awful. Oh May. <laughs> she suffered so much. Yeah. Uh yeah. You also get you also very much get the sense of this episode because Coulson was there and like obviously like has like a very personal relationship with May. Um and you you very much get the sense that he's trying He's again like using this as an opportunity to try and like rehabilitate her to a certain degree. Yeah. Um, which Coulson's such a sweetheart. He is. Yeah, I I love how he puts them in situations sometimes where it's like you're gonna deal with your shit. <laughs> yeah, which I I will say probably not the best play here, Coulson. But uh, yeah, possibly not the best, but. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Coulson just has a lot of trust in this team, especially in May, who he's known for ever. Yeah. yeah. And he knows she can she can do it if she really applies herself. Uh, there's a small note 
this has been a long-standing theory in the fandom since this episode. Well, since Maveth aired. But uh, the portal that Gemma opens where she finds out where uh, Tobias is trapped in looks a lot like Maveth. I don't know I... if that's true. I don't. It doesn't really matter if it's true, but it's a cool theory. Yeah, it's a cool theory. I don't think I buy it just because they specifically use a very red color scheme here. Um, it's true. Uh, and Mavith is very blue. Yes. <laughs> Especially because like the hollow table is already blue, and they pivoted to a red color when she zooms in. Um, yeah. So. I yeah it didn't that that doesn't I I I've definitely heard that theory before I think and yeah, yeah. but it never really exactly but it is interesting if true it is interesting if true because it means poor Tobias is probably killed by Hive <laughs> yeah uh, which is really rough hmm. it's a rough way to go actually wouldn't that refute um, the Mava theory because wouldn't have Hive have then taken over Tobias rather than just fucking chilling around in Will, who's like dying. Well, Tobias is probably already dead. That's true. Uh, Tobias probably died. But he can so. take over dead people. He he can because he can takes he take over, over dead Ward. People? Yeah, he takes over Ward after Coulson snaps his neck. But Ward wasn't dead dead. Wasn't he? I don't think he was dead dead. Maybe, maybe he was. I don't I think, think so. I don't think Hive can take over like a straight up dead body. Hmm. I think the host has to be alive a little maybe. bit. Again, this is super mad. <laughs> it is totally super like so. in the weeds, but Yeah. Yeah. because I, I don't I don't ever recall an instance where Hive was like, I'm gonna raise zombies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh even though that was definitely, if if true, a thing that he could do, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I had the only note that I had was a very small one, um, and I don't know if you noticed it, but we do get a very early appearance of a dearly beloved character on this show. Hold on, let me think about this. It's only for like half a like a second at most. Oh fuck! Who is it? All right, tell me. It's Davis. <laughs> Davis? When did they mention yeah. Davis? When Fitzsimmons were fucking investigating the particle accelerator and talking about pranking Sky, like like Fitz just turns to like a, an agent. It's just like, hey, can you go and like do this for me? And it's just Davis, and he's just <gasps> like, yes, sir, and then leaves. <laughs> Oh my god, I didn't realize! Oh my mm -hmm. god, that was Davis. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I saw that, I was just immediately like, Oh wait, yeah, boy. okay, yeah. When they have the, when they have the, the dwarfs out, right? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, now I know what you're talking about. I, I forgot to put that in my notes, but you're right, Davis was there. Oh shit. <sighs> Poor Davis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he dies! I guess I they bring it back as an LFD, but it's not the same. <laughs> it's very funny to me because I'm trying to imagine what that was like where it's just like this fucking dude I forget the actor's name it's just like it's like oh, it's like Maximilian something yeah something um, like uh, it's just like yeah I'm just I, I just had this like contract to be an extra on this show 
for like a couple episodes and they're just like hey we're looking for some more extras do you want to keep being an extra it's just like yeah sure it's just like hey do you want to like not be an extra anymore <laughs> like i mean like, like four years after that's pretty much what i think happened like that's exactly yeah. what happened which I mean, is they, so like, funny uh, yeah, for how they talk about how Deke became like a main cast character, I would not be surprised if that's how they did it uh, with Davis. No. Well, okay, Deke was always planned to be a main cast character, but Jeff Ward was not planned to be Deke. That's what happened there. Oh, really? I thought it was yeah. like, I thought it was like he didn't realize that he was going to be. So um... Jeff auditioned for another role and got it, and then. They were like, actually, can you play Deke? Because you were better <laughs> than well, But wasn't else. it supposed to be that like Deke wasn't supposed to stick around after season five? I don't think so. I, I think Deke as a character was always the way it was supposed to be. But maybe it was because of Jeff. I, I'm not sure. I think they always planned him to be Fitzsimmons' grandchild. Um, Just because of the nature of how they... Like, I mean... From basically the first episode, people were speculating if he was their grandchild or their son or whatever, because he is so technology minded or whatever. Yeah, which one was like, like when I when I first started watching season five and there people were making that theory, I was just like, like that's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, same. (laughs) Um, but I mean, fucking Fitzsimmons Shippers always got it right, so they they called the baby. We called that baby Um, in season fucking five. Yeah. They and they played us for two seasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, but did you know the actor who plays Davis is actually married to the actress who plays Jaying in real life? Wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just take that in. <laughs> I mean like I mean like fine, I guess, but I don't know why that fucks with me so much. <laughs> I mean, it's just like it's the same feeling that I got when you, when we fucking found that picture of um, uh, what's his name and and the actress who plays Shai. Yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, it's just so wild. I I don't like. I seriously, I, yeah. I don't know if like the the lady who played Jai auditioned because of that because obviously Davis was already on the show. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the line here, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Small yeah. world, Hollywood. <laughs> uh, I have mixed feelings about Sky in this episode because I wanted her so badly to like take up her mom's mantle in season seven, and then she just didn't. <laughs> like yeah. she went off into space and like fucked off, and I guess started sword question mark question mark. Yeah, but it's yeah. It, I it's very much just like fuck. Like it. It. I didn't really think about that until you like literally just mentioned it. But it's just like uh, she. The ending. We I, like. I think we would say say we built like the series finale. Um, but there's so such specific parts of it that like really were not only unsatisfying but felt like a letdown um and i think daisy's ending was probably the most egregious yeah i don't know i would say mac and elena's is probably worse but 
That's true, actually. No, yeah, Mac and Elena's did make me, like, legitimately angry. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> Daisy's was just, like, nah. I, I mean, I'm kind of fine. Like, on one level, I'm, like, okay with her stepping back from S.H.I.E.L.D. and, like, finding her own path. But on the other hand, I'm, like, you could have been this, like, force for good amongst Inhumans. Like, you really could have, like, made a place for them that was safe and, like, good... <laughs> And you just yeah. like left. <laughs> Especially because that is something that she seems like like that's something that's obviously been important to her throughout the entire yeah. series. Um but yeah, it's I mean there's nothing to say that she won't eventually do that, but we don't see it in the show, so Yeah. It's like kind of a meat point. <sighs> I don't think I have any else else to say really honestly no, very I short spoiler cast yeah yeah <laughs> all right shall we wrap it up yep well uh thanks for listening to our episode again once more abnormal mapping shout out to them for hosting us they're awesome shout out to squirrel curls on twitter for our awesome podcast art uh we will be back next time with the final reaction cast for season seven and nope, then, that was what would be nope, last that's week. last week. I don't know yeah. our schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Next week we will be talking about episode ten of season one, which has a little bit more main plot uh, with Mike and things. So mm-hmm. watch out for that. Very excited for Mike. I I will say I was a little bit disappointed that Buck saw the synopsis because I remember when I was just like going like like binging season one yeah. for the first time. Like I was like, oh shit, it's Mike it's when he Mike. showed up. I mean, I still think it's, like, it's Mike it happens anyway, yeah. because yeah. it's still, like, great. And I love Mike as a character. I think I it's know. wild that he still comes back in, like, season five. Yep. Uh, it was, okay, before we started recording, we were talking about, Buck and I were talking before Holly was in the room. And Buck was like, why were you, because we had sent a picture of the Professor Randolph last time in chat and he was like oh why are you guys talking about Professor Randolph and I was like oh we were just talking about him in the spoiler cast or whatever like very vague and Buck was like oh the spoiler cast he's like I thought you were recording the reaction podcast for season 7 and I was like why is that guy there in season 7 <laughs> uh... and I was like you would be surprised <laughs> you would be surprised oh man that's funny but yeah uh, with that, we will be signing off, and we'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. Yep, see ya. Bye.